Hey y'all, welcome back to Movies to Give You Goosies. I'm one of the co-hosts, Michaela Finnegan, and this is... I'm the other co-host, Cole <laughs> Seeking of Goosebumps Gang fame. Yes. <laughs> Famously yeah. from the Goosebumps Gumps Gang. The, the Goosebumps Gang. <laughs> the Goosebumps Gang. <laughs> uh, in this episode of Movies to Give You Goosies, uh, we're going to be talking about Clive Barker's 1987 film, mm -hmm. Hellraiser. Yes. I, I decided to bring us a little bit of a different direction this week than uh, whenever the fuck we did Black Christmas. <laughs> Christmas. Uh, <laughs> Christmas time. We did yeah, it on Christmas. A, we did it on Christmas. I kind of wanted to keep with like older movies, like sort of the, the classics. But I also sort of wanted to go with something that was a little weirder, a little gorier. Yeah. I'm, it was all those things. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say, hopefully this did the did the trick for you. Um, I also I haven't seen this movie in a long time. Like, I think I watched this movie when I was 14 or 15. <laughs> My parents would never let me watch this movie at 14 <laughs> 15. I, never. Well, I think I watched it with my dad. So there you go. <laughs> different okay. story at my household. All right. Um, I don't. I didn't really get this movie at that time. At that age, yeah. Yeah. No, I was. I think I was expecting something uh, a little more straightforward, a little, a little more like just a, a slasher movie with. Yeah. You mean uh, this time around when you watch it? That's what you expected. Uh, originally when oh, I watched okay. it, um, this time I knew a little more what I was getting into. Yeah. Um, yeah, Michaela, what did you think of Hellraiser? Yeah, I thought it was really interesting. This movie was a lot more artistic, I think, than, mm -hmm. um, than the last one we watched. Not, it, not in a bad way, but it had a lot more interesting sound design. I think the characters just screwed me up a little in like a good way. <laughs> I really liked them. Yeah. And the, what are they called? Cenobites? Mm -hmm. Those characters were so creepy and I, I liked it a lot. Yeah. yeah, I think this movie was really good. I also, when I was reading up on it afterwards, something that really influenced the way I saw that they did it was they filmed it in an actual house. So mm -hmm. the shots are really interesting because they couldn't have like five cameras on it because you only have like one entrance to the room or whatever. <clears throat> right. And so I think that, made it really interesting and they said the only the only room that wasn't filmed in the house was the attic room which mm, makes sense because okay. there's a lot of like special effects so anyway right. i thought it was really cool i'll get into it later but the ending just didn't <laughs> sit right with me i didn't like it but that's yeah, okay you didn't well, like that no ending. i didn't like the ending but that's okay <laughs> i don't know what i would have preferred but I'd sure yeah anyway. it's sort of a like it gets moving and you're just sort of like i don't know <laughs> what the I don't know what the fuck to expect here. No, not really. Um, which is great. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed watching this again. I actually watched it twice for this episode. I, I really, yeah, I'm glad I went this direction mm -hmm. with it because I, I really liked revisiting this movie after, you know, what, six years. Yeah. I'm surprised you remember literally anything. If I had to... Every time I rewatch a movie, I forget the entire plot. So it does like I'm watching it for the first time every time I watch it. So. It's always surprising. It to is you. literally that's the one perk of having a horrible memory is I'll be like, did I watch that show? I don't know. I'll watch it again. And then 
I don't. That's that's kind of beautiful in a way. It yeah. is until you can't remember any of your childhood. <laughs> so, uh, I suppose that's the one downside. <laughs> See, movies, movies, and like TV shows are the one thing that I have a really good memory for. Dang, yeah, no. Everything else, my memory is like. I literally garbage. watched Avatar like four months ago, and I rewatched it, and it was all surprising. The TV show. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the good avatar. Yeah, the good one. Okay. Anyway, yeah. anyway. Just some some uh, production details yes. for you. Give give this some context. This was written and directed by Clive Barker. It was also based on a novella of his called The Hellbound mm-hmm. Heart, uh, which was going to be the title of the movie, and then the producers were like, mm, "Sounds like a romance." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, which it kind of is. Yeah, it's it's sort of like about, I don't know, obsession and and love and how the two can be confused very easily. Yeah. So I I love that title. I think that's a very fitting title. Yeah. Hellraiser is also good. Yeah, I think people would have tried to watch The Hellbound Heart and they would have been like, ah, it's a love story. And then they're like, oh, (laughs) no, everyone dies and there's a lot of gore. But oh geez. Anyway. Not what I expected at yeah. all. Well, the <laughs> the other title that he uh proposed to them was I think Sadomasochist from Hell or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Which I also love, but the, the producers are like, mm, that one's too sexual. And yeah. It's like, yeah, get over yourself. It's a sexual True, movie. It is. <laughs> Clive Barker is an English playwright, novelist, writer, film director. I guess I know him more as like a writer and film director Hmm. um, than a playwright, but I guess he was a playwright and uh, author before he wrote or directed film. I actually found a collection of some of his plays a few months ago uh, at Goodwill. That's so cool. Did (laughs) you read them? I haven't gotten to them yet, but I know they're going to be weird. So We love that. Uh, His series of short stories, Books of Blood, uh, was sort of what first established him as the big force in the horror world. Mm. Some notable film adaptations of his work include the Hellraiser and Candyman series, which we should definitely watch Candyman at some point, <laughs> the Midnight Meat Train, and the recent Hulu original film, Books of Blood. Okay. Which, of course, based on the short stories, Books of Blood. Oh. And aside from Hellraiser, Barker also wrote and directed the films Nightbreed, Lord of Illusions, and oddly enough, a short adaptation of Oscar Wilde's play Salome, uh, which Hello. I saw in his IMDb credits and Very was like, weird. that's strange, but I could, I could <laughs> see that appealing to him. I could see yeah. that being, yeah, it's a weird play. Yeah. <laughs> being a thing for him. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So that's a little bit about Clive Barker. Yeah. I read that this was one of his first movies. He did like two short mm-hmm. films before it. Um, yeah. This is a pretty good debut, I would say for, uh, Oh. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I think um, I think I I was also reading that it was mostly because he he had written a few screenplays, he had adapted some of his other works for film, but he didn't direct those, and he wasn't mm. like super happy with how they turned out. Interesting. Which is, I think, a major reason why he decided to get in here and direct yeah, himself. I would not having much experience. Hmm. And all the all the more power to him for it. Honestly, yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a good one. It is the sort of 
core cast of the film is Claire Higgins as Julia, Ashley Lawrence as Kirsty, Andrew Robinson as Larry, Sean Chapman as Frank, Larry's brother, Oliver Smith as Frank the Monster, and Doug Bradley as the lead Cenobite, who was originally named Priest, I guess. Yeah. But, but then later <laughs> in the series, he, he was named Pinhead, which of course now is like iconic horror movie monster. <laughs> Apparently, uh, uh, Clyde hated that name, which I think uh, is really funny. He doesn't like Pinhead. Really? He thinks Priest is, is better for the character, and he thinks mm-hmm. Pinhead is kind of like, I can't think of the word. Um, <laughs> like anyway. a little, little too stupid. <laughs> yeah, like he's like, it's not a scary name. It's not like a really has a lot of power in the name. Mm. So when he redid the comics, apparently in 2011, he renamed Pinhead Priest. Oh, very cool. It's really interesting. But yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I think that was the name of the character in the novella that this is based mm, on, too. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. But I guess Pinhead is... Pinhead's <laughs> stuck. Honestly, I get it. Yeah. You know? If you see yeah. him, you get it. I mean, it. it's... <laughs> yes, you're like, you he's know? a guy with uh, pins in his head. Yeah. Pinhead. And I mean, that's that's what I've always known the character as, too. And so. it's very memorable. Like, I wouldn't look at that and be like, ah, yes, Priest. Priest. Yes. <laughs> My boy Priest <laughs> over boy here. My boy Priest. <laughs> no. No, exactly. Do we miss any characters? Is that all of them? There are some other Monster characters. Guys. Yeah, there there are the three other Cenobites who I don't I don't know if they really have names. I think one of them is just female Cenobite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, um, I didn't even notice one of them was female. I thought they were all all guys. This is the one with like the vagina on mm. the neck. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the the okay. neck vagina. The neck vagina. That's the one. Um, and then there's the also comic. like chattering Cenobite. And I think the yeah. buttery. The, yeah, the fat one is just Butterball or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I love that an incredible one. name. Just sunglasses and many chins. Yes. All of these are just like such iconic designs. They really are. Um, they did a really, really, really well done. They're really like they're spooky, but they're also like laughable where you're like, okay, that's yeah. kind of silly. <laughs> yeah. I see. Yeah. Yeah. If you saw them in broad daylight, you'd be like, what's up with this guy over here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? It's a large plot to try to explain. There's a lot of things. There's a lot to track here. There really is. So so the movie the movie opens with credits and a lot of credits. A lot, a lot of a lot of credits. credits. But what I really like about the credits is I, I love the score here. Yeah. My first thought was just, well, this this sounds like something off of like Danny Elfman's Batman score. Mm. For yeah. some reason, I don't know what it is. It's something about the way it's like, you know, um, but it, it's great. This it's a great score. Score overall, whole movie, very good. The sound, I, I listened to it in headphones because I like watched it mm. on my computer. Mm-hmm. The sound design was wild. It was so good. I just, yeah. they really use that pan real hard <laughs> for a lot of the movie, but it was great. I loved it. Yes. So we open with the credits. Mm-hmm. And then from there, the credits kind of shrink into the circle on the puzzle box. Mm. Uh, and we pick up with Frank buying the puzzle box off of this old man for yeah. a lot of money. Yeah. The old man's like, what's your pleasure? And he's like, I want the puzzle box. And and the old man says something about like, take it. It's yours. It always was. Yeah. Or something like that. That's a good start. Immediately, there's 
a lot of questions here. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Frank has some like really dirty fucking nails in the scene. Dude, seriously. <laughs> I literally was so grossed out by their nails. Oh. Yeah. I was like, this man is nasty. We do not like him. And we never grow to like him. No, so. not not really. I although I think it's it's interesting just from a close-up on his nails before we even really know his <laughs> name. Or like first impression. Yeah, we're we're like something about this guy. He's <laughs> I think he's very obsessive and yeah. he's almost like a junkie, like an addict. Yeah. Like he's he's like chasing the high of this box whatever yeah and it's, it is. i think he talked about later like the high of like the the ultra pleasure and then this pain like mixed in with it right, he kept right. chasing that and kept going back to the box and then he's literally dead coming sorry i'm jumping dead and no, coming back to life it. and he said <laughs> something like just one more time to um Kirsty when she takes the box from him he's like just mm. one more time and i was like Dude, like you're trying to get away <laughs> from it. I don't. Yeah. Okay. It, it's definitely obsessive, and I think it is definitely reflected then also with Julia with her obsession for Frank. right. So, right. Really yeah. Interesting. That's, that's sort of what I was I was saying earlier, where it, it very much deals with like obsession and and love yeah. and how the two can be confused with one another. And yeah. Like he he really is an addict for whatever pleasure and pain that this box gives him yeah so the the next thing we see after he buys the box he's at home in the attic and he's trying to open the puzzle box and as he does these sort of otherworldly lights start shining through the cracks of the walls suddenly hooks on chains fly out and dig Mm. into his skin my least favorite part of the movie yeah it's a really brutal opening it just sort of goes for it within minutes it's like oh yeah, yeah. this guy's gonna have hooks in his skin <laughs> there's gonna be a lot of weird shit the cenobites arrive uh they sort of tear him apart off screen as we yeah. look around the house and we come back to observe the aftermath and there's all these chains and torture devices that sort of materialize with the cenobites which yeah l- like you were saying you know there's this immense uh pleasure also pain yeah this moment where we go back into the room and we see just body parts and pieces of skin and pieces of face everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like BDSM-esque, but right. also like someone is dead, you know? So it's not because right. BDSM is usually practiced <laughs> safely, but it's just gross. There's also, you know, I think I, I, maybe I shouldn't. There's, I think there's like a large dildo attached to one of these things that's supposed to be like his <laughs> dick. And I'm like, Okay, sure. Like, oh, why not? <laughs> it why made me not? giggle. I was like, okay, okay, that's really big, guys. That's not. <laughs> that's not natural. That's All right, big. Clive. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, um, that that scene was really interesting, and it comes back later, which I really, mm-hmm. I really liked. So. This movie definitely draws a connection between violence and sex. Yeah. Which I think is really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Even in just Frank's character in general, Mm -hmm. when Julia finds a box of pictures of him, it's just him with so many women. (laughs) Right. And they're not cute. 
pictures they're all just yeah. having sex not in like a way that looks comfortable for anyone <laughs> right but yeah he definitely seems like a very violent person and mm-hmm. that is a part of his sex life which is really interesting yeah and how that affects julia so mm. yeah well and i think i i was reading that i guess this movie got censored quite a bit from what (laughs) Clive Parker originally wanted. Yeah. But I I was reading that there's a lot more violence, essentially, to the sex scene when Julia has the flashback of of Frank coming over for the wedding, quote unquote. Yeah. I guess there was supposed to be like more more stuff of him kind of being physical towards her. Interesting. Um, Yeah. It's kind of reminiscent of almost a domestic abuse situation where he's Mm -hmm. really manipulative. The whole movie, he's super manipulative towards Julia. And that is from the very beginning. He literally kind of coerces her into sleeping with him while she's getting married to his brother. Like, Yeah, right. It's fucked up. It's really (laughs) fucked up. Frank's real fucked up. It's a fucked up relationship. Yeah. I yeah. forget. Uh, yeah, I forget where we were. Uh, uh, oh, there, there's a <laughs> there's a really good, very grisly shot of his face, like in pieces on the floor. Oh, yeah, um, and it I keeps loved. like I moving was, together. Yeah, it was such a cool visual. It's so yeah. it's so creepy. It's creepy. It's so creepy. <laughs> it's almost like his face is turned into a puzzle. Almost, yeah. <laughs> which is kind of fun. Yeah. When I was talking about how it's more artistic, that whole arc of him opening the box cube thing and Mm -hmm. the lighting and the candlelight and then coming into just his body everywhere. Even though it's really gory, it's still just so artistically like pleasing. (laughs) Honestly, it was such a cool scheme. And then it just disappears. And it's just like, where the fuck did it all go? Yeah, the room is empty after. Yeah. Yeah, and I just thought that was such an interesting choice and i really liked it so yeah Yeah, this whole opening sequence is a really i think great way to show the power of the puzzle box and also kind of kind of explain what it does without really telling you yeah yeah because i was very confused by that puzzle box but it kind (laughs) of yeah it starts to like reveal itself throughout the movie but it does a really good good job at setting it up right away with frank's you know demise (laughs) <laughs> yes uh, but that's not the last of frank that, that is seen. not the last of frank <laughs> frank will return <laughs> so yeah so we go from the sequence with uh frank in the puzzle box to larry and julia arriving at the house and we don't really <laughs> know how much later this is yeah there's not really like a great indication but i think it was night yeah. at least when frank was using the box and now it's Day, so yeah. at, at so the at very least, least the day, yeah. yeah yeah the only thing that might tell you time is there's food in the kitchen that is being eaten up by gross animal worm thingies right and there's the bed that is his like squatter spot essentially he doesn't have yeah a real bed. yeah i think when i first watched this for some reason i was like oh this is years later mm. but i mean now that we talk about it i'm like it might as well be you know days or weeks later yeah so Larry and Frank are brothers and this house used to be I think their family mm, house or like yeah. their childhood house and since their mom died Larry wanted to sell the house but Frank wanted to sort of keep it as a mm-hmm. hideout yeah which I think also suggests that Frank is a 
bit of an addict, but yeah. sort of up to no good. Or at least getting in trouble and needing a getaway somewhere. Like, <clears throat> right. Probably with women. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. You know. <laughs> right. Because the only, like, piece of furniture he has is a, a bed. Gross bed on the ground. You freaking high school. Nasty, yes. College. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very much, uh... <laughs> my first college apartment yeah. <laughs> type type setup there. Uh, uh, never date need... a boy with a mattress on the ground. Do it. <laughs> yeah, you you need the mattress on the ground and like the TV across the room, and that's like <laughs> no, that's so reminiscent <laughs> of every boy. All you need, all you need. Um, this this house is fucking gross. There's these it's nasty squirmy little bugs all over the place. <laughs> Barely any furniture. Yeah. Um, the stuff that they, they discover upstairs, like you said, it's like a mattress and blankets on the floor. Yeah. The walls are nasty. Walls are falling There's apart. mold everywhere. <laughs> They're like, yeah, just watch out for the mold. What? <laughs> no, get rid of it. Watch out for fucking everything. Everything. <laughs> just by being in this house, you've already caught some disease. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah for sure but it's interesting because when they're moving in julia is not not about it she doesn't want to be there and it seems like mm-hmm. at least from what i gathered this is the house where they were when they got married mm-hmm. maybe because it seemed maybe. like she was having flashbacks of that place when she was with frank mm. but i might be wrong could just be the city yeah i th- i thought I, I was looking at that earlier today when i was watching it and i was kind of going like these could be the same locations, mm. but I th- think they're different. I want to okay. say they're different. Like, But they did grow up. It sounds like Julia at least lived there or grew up there or something like that. So they had moved back to this town mm-hmm. and back to where they grew up. And so that might also be part of it. Maybe just like being back in the right. town, having flashbacks of that place. Right. But Yeah, and I think it was one of the pictures of Frank that she found mm-hmm. that I think was sort of initiating these flashbacks. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, <laughs> Frank comes back. Mm-hmm. Oh, we, we also get a uh, call from Kirsty, who is Larry's daughter from previous marriage, question mm-hmm. mark, who does not want to come stay with them in this disgusting house. Oh, surprise, Unders- surprise. Yeah, understandably. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I got my own room now. And she sort of doesn't want to give up that, like, independence. Independence, yeah. And she's um, trying to get a job. And her dad's like, you don't need to. And she's like, but she's I'm like, going Dad, to. I, I need to get a job. Yeah. I don't Yeah, I don't know how old Kirstie's supposed to be. I'm guessing college. Yeah, age. I think she maybe just graduated college or, like, right. early 20s-ish. Yeah. Kirstie's super hot. So is Julia. <laughs> is yeah. she reminds me of like a young Winona Ryder. What Kirsty does? That, yeah. A little bit. Yeah, I can I, I think I know who that is. Uh <laughs> uh the the mom from Stranger Things. Oh, oh, yeah, baby, baby, baby. Yeah. Yep. Okay, yeah. I can see it. Yep, I can see it. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we meet Kirsty. We we also find out, I guess, that she's really not a huge fan of Julia. Yeah. Also, understandably. Very understand. <laughs> <laughs> Julia doesn't do a whole lot to uh, make us like her. No, she really movie. doesn't. She's kind of the worst. But, <laughs> but she's a MILF, so... <laughs> I mean, maybe she's redeemable. <laughs> 
Anyway, oh, no. is this um, is this whole review going to be you thirsting over all these characters? <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Young Frank is also incredibly attractive, but he, yeah, he is a well, uh, handsome dead man. Frank is not nearly as you don't, attractive. <laughs> you don't think so? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think I want his gooey hands all over me. <laughs> his uh, his fleshy bl- blood and muscle oh hands. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. So Larry and Julia move in. Guys helping them move in are gross. Disgusting. And they just like ogle Julia and Christy and or, or Kirsty. I think I keep Kirstie, saying Christy. Um one of them says, like, oh, she's got a mother's looks, and Larry's just like her mother's dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> And then he doesn't like stop. He's still just gross towards Kirsty. Like I think she comes back and he's <laughs> yeah. still gross. He's, he's, he's like, just like, oh, whoops. Yeah. Anyway, uh, your daughter's really hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, freaking nasty. The way men talk about women in this movie is, bleh. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. Um, <laughs> but I, I think also like very intentionally. Oh yeah. Gross. Yeah. yeah. For sure. For sure. So we learn in this same scene that Julian Frank had. A bit of an affair previously. A bit. A bit. Uh, this was like right before Julia and Larry were supposed to get married, which I I shouldn't say supposed to. They do get married. They do, yeah. <laughs> it does happen. <laughs> this is all sort of uh, set off by this photo of Frank that Julia finds. And as she's reminiscing, she's acting very weird to Kirsty. Mm-hmm. And this is, I think, the point in the movie where you go, okay, they don't have a great relationship. yeah. Yeah, in this flashback, Julia's like almost scared of Frank, but she's also super turned on by his advances. This scene is the start of the trend of fingers in the mouth, which just like not a fan. (laughs) Like Frank does it so many times and then it happens again with one of the monsters. And I'm like, can we... Can we not? I don't. I don't think I want to see that. <laughs> yeah. He didn't even kiss her first. He just puts his finger right. in her mouth and like cuts Ooh. off one of the straps on her oh, nightgown yeah. or something. So again, sex and violence. Sex and violence. Oh man. Yeah. This. The, this is the scene that I was saying. I, I think this was supposed to be a little more uh, graphic originally. Yeah. He does hold a knife to her throat before he cuts off. Right. And they have sex for the first time. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what I assume is the first time that they're having an affair, but yeah, anyway. it se- it seemed like they hadn't met before then. Yeah, because she's yeah. like, "Who are you?" and he's like, "Frank, brother Frank, um, brother Frank, brother Frank." <laughs> oh man! Oh, yeah. and something something else that I noted during the scene is there's as as they're as they're beginning to have sex, the soundtrack is sort of it, it almost sounds like it's going like Julia, 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 and oh. like going faster and faster as it repeats uh interesting and in this scene also while she's reminiscing at the same time they were trying to get the mattress up the stairs Mm -hmm. and they have this like frank is thrusting in the sex scene and they are (laughs) thrusting the mattress up the stairway and it gets stuck yes and it's so funny i literally was sitting there laughing i was like this is so gross and weird Mm -hmm. the way that they were like these are the same things and they are like essentially the same motion but then larry cuts his hand on a nail and that was nasty first of all but second of all (laughs) it was right 
when Julia gets out of her little daydream mm-hmm. reminiscing. So, yeah, yeah, no, it's super interesting. Like, again, he sort of equates this action of, of moving the mattress with thrusting and then like when he cuts his hand open that's sort of you know like you frank, know th- yeah yeah you, you know, know you know, you know. <laughs> um because blood squirts out of his hand <laughs> <laughs> it's so gross i i love how they do that too like the nail's very much in the foreground of the shot and you yeah. see his hand moving closer to it and you're like <sighs> all right i see where this is going i see something else frank says during this flashback he says something about how like oh it's it's never enough or something like that. And Julia's like, I'll do whatever you want. I'll do what yeah. I'll do whatever for you. And yeah. She like promises to do literally anything to make him happy. And right. It's just so manipulative. Yeah. Um, yeah. But she doesn't leave Larry, which I think is interesting. Right. I don't know if that's what he was asking her to do, but she still stayed with Larry, even though she's like, I'll do anything for you. And then I just wonder where he went. What happened to him mm-hmm. between then and now? But Yeah. I mean, he died at some point. He did at some point. <laughs> we, but I don't we know like, that The timeline is very right. and Right. Like, we don't know when his obsession with the puzzle box started or yeah. what he had done prior, yeah. whether or not there was, like, any incidents he had with it or if he had just been hearing from other people yeah. the power of this box. Who, who's to say? Who's to say? There's also very brief male full frontal in this, which I appreciate. Is there? Yeah. As, it's like as he's getting out of bed. Um, oh, I missed that. Dang. <laughs> yeah. I, I always anyway. appreciate when horror movies are like, oh, yeah, he's a, he's a dick, by the way. <laughs> it's like, yeah, why not? Yeah, as it should be. Yeah, this is equality. So Larry goes upstairs with his his cut hand and he's going to get Julia's help. Because he can't deal with blood. Because he can't deal with blood. He bleeds on the floor and Mm -hmm. we see the blood kind of like splashing onto the floor and it soaks into the ground. Mm -hmm. Wood should not do that. Would you not do that? Yeah, it it almost like sizzles a little bit too as it does. Yeah, and then this we see this heart start to beat under the floorboards. It looked like plastic. It looked like a literal plastic bag painted red that just went. Yeah, but But, I mean that works. It It works. works. No, it did. Yeah, I I was like, I didn't know what it was for a minute. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) It starts with like the heartbeat sound before Mm -hmm. you see it. I think. Which is a nice audio cue to let you know what it is. And I just love the imagery of the heart in this house, like somehow connected to this house. Yeah, true. I think that's interesting. I I wonder if the puzzle box has something to do with like the location where you die, you sort of become bound to it or something. Yeah, and I wonder if he's able to leave, even when he escapes the Cenobites. And he like, you know, kind of escapes the grasp of the puzzle box. He never leaves, even when he kind of has a chance to. Right. Even when Kirstie leaves with the box, he never leaves and chases us. He stays in the attic room. I think that's really interesting that he, well, I mean, Mm -hmm. he he gets out of the room at some point, but. Yeah, he he does leave the room a few times, but it seems like he's kind of stuck in the house. Yeah. And I know a part of that is him being like, well, I can't go out looking like a fucking Fucking 
corpse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bloody thumb. A bloody thumb. Yeah, I, I almost wonder if that's sort of like just an excuse and he can't yeah. really leave in general. They feel like you can just put a put a hood on. <laughs> right? Like, why doesn't he wear a, a hat? <laughs> Sunglasses. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah. Frank is Frank is reborn because of these drops of blood. Mm-hmm. And this sequence is so good. Like the effects here are incredible. Where where he's sort of coming out of the ground uh mm-hmm. his skeleton is sort of forming like oh yeah and it's, it's so, so good oh i wrote down <laughs> i wrote down this is some adam and eve type shit because it's just like the <laughs> blood just creates this creature mm-hmm. and you don't really know that you don't know it's frank obviously right away mm-hmm. it was just so gross it's, it's <laughs> and so goopy it's so really goopy, goopy and, and like the way that the bones start to form his legs are just stumps until the feet start to like come out of them right same with the fingers same with the ribs oh man they did a really good job on that but yeah. also how and also you <sighs> yeah it's i feel like with so many practical effects from like 80s movies i i watch them and i'm i'm kind of like okay i i know how they did it but it still looks really great with this i'm I'm just sort of like i don't know man. i don't know <laughs> i don't know because it also grows it's like the size right. of a baby and then <laughs> right. grows into frank and i didn't know it was that small i did not know it was itty bitty until someone else is in the room mm-hmm. and it's the size of a toddler yeah. As in Frank. Frank is the size of size of a toddler. Ugh, and then yeah. like as he eats people, you know, gets bigger. So it's just I didn't mm, they did a really good job. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there's this shot of like his brains kind of coming back mm. together and then it joins onto his neck and it's Yeah. It's also well done. I, I feel like I'd recommend this just based on the effects alone. That scene. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Frank is sort of back a little bit. A little. So from from there, we have this like dinner party after Larry gets his stitches. A bunch of people are over. We don't really know who they are, <laughs> but Kirsty's there, uh, and so is Steve. Um, are you his like, name Steve? Yeah. I thought it was Dave. I'm pretty sure it's Steve. Okay, <laughs> I believe you. Yeah, Steve. Steve is like like Kirsty's boyfriend kind eventually? of eventually i think eventually, this is like one maybe. of their first meetings maybe yeah i don't know but he's like playing with the cigarette with his mouth oh. <laughs> he like puts it in his mouth this really turns around Grossest for some reason part of the movie it's so nasty but she's into it <laughs> why i don't know christy there's so many shots Standards of them like so looking back and forth and christy's like oh no oh my <laughs> <laughs> She's like flustered because of this. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's that's some weird shit. It's a really weird. That's I can handle I'm, the rest of this movie, but <laughs> the cigarette, the lit the cigarette. cigarette going into this mouth. Uh, uh, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, he literally it goes in his mouth and he then he like flips it back out and then smokes it some more. And I'm yeah. just like, ew. Like, why? I, would that not get ashes all over your tongue? Yeah. That's Pretty disgusting. Nasty. Pretty nasty. Van Nasty. Worst part of this movie. Yeah. There's also this lady at the table who's 
I don't really funny to me for some reason. She's like, <laughs> she's like very loud and she has this certain way of speaking that I thought was just really funny. She, she has one line where she's just like, doctors. <laughs> and, and, and then the scene just kind of moves on. Doctors. doctors. Yeah, no, I remember that. Oh my yeah, God. yeah. Funny. She's so strange. But also during this scene, every man in this movie, I've said it before, is gross towards Kirsty specifically, mm. but also towards mm. Julia. Why were so many comments made about how hot Kirsty is with her dad right there? It's weird. Yeah. It, it, it has always been weird, or at least it should have been. And <laughs> it still is. Not a fan of it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That it's intentional. I know, but no. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna have to agree with you. It's. It's weird. It's gross. So Julie. Julia uh, excuses herself. She's like, "I'm. I'm going to go to bed." But then a strange noise leads her up to the room where Frank was just resurrected, <laughs> and the beating heart still underscoring the section is really great. Mm-hmm. I noticed that especially like when I was just watching it right before this because I was also watching with headphones on. So much closer. Can yeah, yeah, so much more more intimate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right in your ears. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's like this half-formed Frank crawling mm. around. Baby his, Frank. Baby Frank with his Frank little body like Frank flopping around behind him. <laughs> Yes. It's also super creepy. But no it, bones. It's really well done. <laughs> no bones. <laughs> it's all flab, no bones. And Frank sort of, he grabs Julia and she freaks out, understandably. Yeah. And then he, he like begs her to stay. And he, he's like, it's, it's me. It's Frank. He's like, I need help. I need more blood. There's some, some <laughs> shit like that. Julia's performance during the scene very accurate to how I'd be feeling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she's like shaking and crying and, and barely holding it together. Yeah. Well, Frank's As... like, you have to heal me. I need more. Ooh. That's how he sounds. It is. You're right. <laughs> You're correct about this. What did he say to like make her believe that he was Frank? What was it? I don't know. I think he's just sort of like, it's Frank. The, uh, the drops of blood yesterday brought me back to life or something like that i wouldn't believe that shit like i just (laughs) wouldn't i'd be like get the fuck out of my house i'd be like you don't have bones go away i would kill it (laughs) i would would... stomp on baby frank i would (laughs) yeah it's freaking nasty anyway yeah okay so so after this we have kirsty and steve her cigarette boyfriend walking home (laughs) uh and and he's like, why Why didn't you stay at Larry's? And she's like, because fucking Julia's there. <laughs> and there's this very creepy, unkempt, hairy man staring at yeah. them from a doorway as mm. they walk by. He's just called yeah. Derelict. <laughs> In derelict? The, yeah. The Derelict Man. Okay. He's very, very creepy. And he's very creepy. Kirsty and Steve go and smooch in the subway. And Kirsty's like, that guy was weird. Yeah, but the sound design in this scene was fantastic. There was clocks ticking and the rain was awesome. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It was it was really interesting. Very, very cute scene, in my opinion. Also <laughs> very still spooky. But that whole sequence of like outside into the train mm-hmm. station was just really well done. Yeah, no, yeah. I would agree. It, it's brief, but like it, it hits all those right beats. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. Then we go back to Larry and Julia in bed. 
And she's thinking about Frank and how she was like, I do, I would do anything for you. <laughs> so she goes upstairs and she's like, I'll do it. I'll, I'll bring you bodies. Yes. And then I think is, is Kirsty's nightmare about yeah. birth. I don't know. I don't really know what this nightmare is about. I think it's sort of like a, I think it's sort of meant to be like a like an omen for her almost. Um well, that something bad is gonna happen to her dad. Yeah. And her dad is in it. Right. He's in it and something happens to him and she wakes up sobbing. So there's like a baby crying yeah. in the background mm-hmm. throughout all of those. Mm-hmm. And then there's also these feathers flying around, which made me think it was maybe about birth because uh, yeah. babies, storks, storks have feathers. I don't know. Yeah, but the baby crying comes back quite a few times if right. the, the Senna bites. Mm-hmm. And it's and it I think it happens three or four times with the Senna bites. So I wonder if that was just like a, a someone communicating that to her in a weird way. Yeah, I'm know. I'm not sure. It's left very ambiguous. Yeah. But, but there's like also that. this sort of bleeding body under this white sheet and the sheet turns right. blood okay. red. It's back. Yeah, yeah. And yep. then and then the body sits up and it's it's Larry, it's her yeah. father, and he's all scarred up, which kind of foreshadows it when, uh, when Frank wears him like a skin suit later. <laughs> so she calls her dad and she's like, oh, I just wanted to make sure you are right. And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. Go to bed. <laughs> okay. And so all of that is basically set up for the rest of the movie where we see Julia picking up guys, bringing them back to the house and then Frank sipping uh, out their... their, Sipping? I don't know. He like drains them with his fingers. He like jams his fingers in their necks. Yeah. And and it makes the sippy straw sound. (laughs) It's it's super gross, but it's... Yeah, it's also kind of funny in a way. It is. Yeah. But I think it's kind of dope. So... We don't have to go into every guy or anything, but yeah, she just uh, so she she gets them from a bar. She each guy that she brings back to Frank, she picks up mm-hmm. in a bar. Yeah, and, and it's so whole, easy for her. She just so like easy. sits there, and a guy's she like, sits "Hey, there alone, want to yeah. get a drink?" Yeah, and then she just invites them back or whatever. Yeah. But I think it's funny because this whole time, Larry thinks she's sitting at home doing nothing, like she doesn't want to see anyone, right. and instead she's catching guys, bringing them home, and killing them with a hammer, mm-hmm. and only a hammer, which is just super badass. We love that. Yeah. But <laughs> why not? Why not? Her character is really interesting. I think mm-hmm. this is like a big moral conflict for her, but at the same time, she's so obsessed with Frank that she justifies it somehow, like killing yeah. three guys and yeah. yeah. It's like, well, the sex is really that good. <laughs> I guess. Really, literally, oh my god! Wait, not like they have the, much of a relationship otherwise. One of the um, when they were trying to figure out a title, they asked a crew for <laughs> options, and one yeah. woman said what a woman will do for a good fuck as a title and i literally laughed so hard with that. Uh, and it's I love true. it literally yeah. julia kills so many people for right a fuck. like um, she's she's clearly not satisfied with larry no and she does this thing with larry where she's just super hot and cold because she's trying to mm-hmm. cover up the thing with frank right? right and there's this one scene where she doesn't want him to go upstairs because Frank is upstairs. She mm-hmm. can't find Frank. So she pretends that she's scared and he can't leave her and all this stuff because he hears Frank upstairs. And so she tries to get him to sleep with her. 
Right. Right. Are you, you know what I'm talking about? Yep. Yeah. Okay. And <laughs> then she, so she's like kissing him. She's like, go to the bedroom and all this stuff. And they get in bed and they're kissing. And she's obviously now not excited. She doesn't, she doesn't want to sleep with him. Mm-hmm. But then Frank comes out of the closet in the bedroom yeah. with yeah. a fucking knife. His, uh, his little switchblade. He's like, <laughs> little switchblade. It is little quite little. Yeah. I wonder where he gets it. He was dead in the ground, in the floor, I guess. Where did he get it? I don't know. I don't know. Was it, maybe it was in the house somewhere. Eh, probably. I was just sort of like, yeah, that's his switchblade. Yeah. <laughs> Why okay. not? He has yeah. that. He does. Yeah. Well, and speaking of that scene, I love there's a shot as they're going into the bedroom where Frank just sort of walks by the camera. Yeah. And it's it's so good because it's not, I mean, it, it's a little goofy, but it's also not accompanied by a really loud sound cue. No. Right. It's, it's just sort of it's like, whoosh. yeah, he's just sort of like, whoosh. and you, yeah. you hear some footsteps and then he's gone. Yeah. Which is great. I don't know. I, great. I love it really that. Sets this, it up. Yeah. I love that this movie really, it, it's confident enough in the content and in the imagery that it doesn't feel like it needs to throw a bunch of like loud noises at you all the time. That's super true. Yeah. Uh, which is great. Yeah. I really like that. I only had one jump scare this entire movie and I'll tell you what it is later because okay. I'm Okay. Okay. But... I, I had one as well and I almost, I'm curious if it's the same. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so they kill three people. Mm-hmm. Yes. Him. With, with each victim, Frank sort of like gains more of himself back. Yeah. When he starts out, he's, he just sort of, like we said, he's basically just mush. And then, yeah. like, he gets some muscles and mm-hmm. some bone structure. Mm-hmm. And eventually, he, he has, like, veins and... He can wear clothes. Muscles, yeah. He can get bloody. wear clothes. <laughs> like, disgusting. <laughs> it's really well done. I like the yeah. progression from each victim. Yeah. How you sort of see him, like, regain part of himself. True. Yeah, and we also yeah. have another sighting of the derelict man in this pet shop where Kirsty right. works, where he just straight palms some bugs. Oh, and, that was uh, so nasty! Takes, a, takes a big old that. bite, which yeah. reminded me of that scene in The Girl Who Cried Monster, <laughs> where oh. whatever his name is, Mortman, he just straight eats bugs like that <laughs> don't care for that yeah no, were you gonna were you gonna say something i don't get how he knows kirsty because she doesn't yeah. have the puzzle box cube right. thing she like i don't get what his obsession with her is and how he knows that she's gonna eventually have it yeah it, it's not super clear that's another thing in this movie that's very ambiguous yeah because um, eventually at the end of this movie they they sort of reveal this derelict man to be this demon thing like he turns into this like dragon almost at the end and like flies off with the box wow okay i putting things together cool (laughs) i was like where did the dragon come from the dude is just burning yes it makes sense now he is the dragon he turns into it it. okay (laughs) so i mean yeah, maybe there's like some implication that he's I don't angel isn't the right word, but like he's like he's leading her. Yeah, maybe in a right. way. Like he has some connection with this puzzle box and yeah. the Cenobites. So yeah. Cenobites say at some point they're like we're we're demons to some, angels to others, or something like that. Mm. 
Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I almost wonder if they have just some sort of... Demons that do their their dirty work. Yeah, exactly. That fetch the box for them. Yeah. (laughs) That makes sense. Yeah, speaking of British accents also, I guess this was originally shot to take place in England. Oh, that'd be so cool. And then they're like, uh, let's change it to be some ambiguously American setting. So some of the some of the actors are dubbed over with different voices. Actually? Is, yeah, yeah. Which ones? I wasn't entirely sure. It seemed there were some scenes where I was like, Frank's voice seems dubbed over here mm. i don't i don't know if that was just adr or if they had another actor doing the voice i don't know yeah um interesting. but yeah <laughs> and i i caught it a few times with like just little side characters that are seen once or twice where they say something you're just like that's that didn't come out of your mouth but <laughs> okay <laughs> good try yeah good try good try that's funny huh um so the next big moment at least I think is the last guy that they kill the the third victim. Larry had told Kirsty, "I don't think du- Julia's doing so- very well. She's not mm-hmm. adapting. Could you go see her? Maybe she just needs a friend." Right. Which is funny because she's twenty and she doesn't like Julia. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> she goes, and when she gets to the house, she sees Julia bring a random dude in. That I think it's pretty obvious that this dude is ready to hook up and like Chris yeah. or Julia looks really nice. It doesn't look like she's just been sitting at home lonely. Right. Obviously, uh, she's bringing a random dude in the house. But. Yeah. And I think Kirsty kind of picks up on that. Yeah, right pretty quick. And then Kirsty stays outside until she hears the guy scream, which is when Julia obviously hits him with a hammer. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Cute. Cute. Quirky. Super <laughs> quirky. And then Christy comes inside to try to see what's going on. And my my favorite thing about this this whole situation mm-hmm. is that Christy goes out and sees this man dead, finds Frank, it literally in the room with him. And Julia at no point goes to help her. And no point she's like, oh my God, she's gonna die. Oh my god, she's gonna figure out the secret. She's just yeah. Happen. Yeah, it I mean hides. I don't think she likes Kirsty very much. But that doesn't mean you want her to die. She doesn't like Larry either, but she doesn't right. want him to die, you know? It's yeah. Like... Yeah. I know. I was like, why'd you do that to her? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Julia almost backs away and is like, yeah. oh, check out this room, Kirsty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of lets her go and find Frank by by herself. Yeah. And that's the 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 scene where Kirsty then gets the cube, gets the puzzle box mm-hmm. thing. She chucks um, it out the window. Does she? In that one? Yeah. Oh, she does, and then she goes to get it. Yeah. And she she picks it up when she goes outside. But yeah. Yeah. Throwing the puzzle box really upsets Frank. <laughs> He's like, no. I know. I I still again, again. Why didn't she just kill him? Why didn't she just like shove the box into his fleshy brain it's not even <laughs> there's no she does nothing. she she does some damage to him she like mm-hmm. kind of pokes her hand into his gut and pulls some shit out She's like take that yeah and then she like hits him in the nuts too i'm guessing part of it is also just like maybe that would make sense to do in that situation but when you're in that moment yeah you're more just sort of like how how do i get, get the out. fuck out yeah. of here 
So she she tosses the box out the window, and then she uses uh, Frank's frustration there to book it. <laughs> she gets out of the house. She picks the box up, and she's running away from the house with the puzzle box in her hand, and eventually she kind of passes out on the street. I think as she's running, what, what Frank just said to her is sort of like going through her head. Is this also where he says a couple times, come to daddy? Like yes. He says it all the time. He said it like three yeah. times. Yeah, he, like, he says it to Kirsty specifically. And and that's what I think later in the movie when he's wearing Larry like a skin suit. Yeah. I think that's when she figures out like, okay, this isn't my yeah, dad. My this dad, is Frank. Yeah. Because he says, come to daddy. And, but like, who says that? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he's, uh, a gross, he's a gross man. Yeah, I didn't like that. <laughs> yeah. So she she passes out in the street and a bunch of people crowd around her and they're like, you all right, miss? And then she wakes up in this hospital. And there's this yeah. cool transition with Frank and this like red flower that's kind of blooming and it... Matches his bloody muscle <laughs> color. I don't know. I thought it was cool. <laughs> With um, Frank? It's sort of like she she passes out and then this flower kind of blooms. And then yeah. you see Frank and then you see her in the uh, yeah, hospital waking right. up. Okay. And the footage of the flower is on the TV in the hospital. Oh, yeah, that's right. We kind of see a few times. Mm-hmm. But she basically starts playing with the puzzle box in this hospital room. Because the, the doctor is just sort of like, oh, we found you passed out in the street. Don't know what's wrong with you, miss. Here, maybe this will jog your memory. And he gives her the fucking puzzle box. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, thanks, dude. You're like you were holding on to this with a death grip. And yeah. Like, okay. It's like, should Don't you... Are you maybe, like, concerned what that is? <laughs> yeah. But she activates it, and it opens the doorway for the Cenobites to come through. Yeah. And there's this whole sequence where she's like chased down this spooky hallway that opens in the wall of her hospital room. And she's chased down by like this big gross monster thing. It's like a centipede with a head on the bottom. Yeah, it's, it's freaking nasty. <laughs> it's so gross. But oh but I, I also caught, you can kind of see like right behind it. Yes. The like machine pushing yes. it. It's like a dolly. Just like, here we go. Yeah. I chased down a little girl. It's like, and cue monster. <laughs> yeah. Also in this scene, they had a little goof where... She's running back. So so she walks down and then the, the monster chases her back towards her, her hospital room. Mm-hmm. But it looks like when you see the door, it looks like the other side. Like it looks like there's no opening in that scene. So when she gets back to the hospital room, I was like, wait, but she wasn't there was no the door was closed. I'm confused. Um, mm-hmm. But I read later that that was like a little goof that they just filmed the wrong way <laughs> for oh. it because it was like interesting. Yeah, but it was spooky the first time I watched it. I went back and watched it, and then it wasn't spooky. It was just kind of silly. <laughs> like, you could see the dolly, right. and the the effects were kind of funny. But Yeah. Like Black Christmas, this was also a fairly low-budget-ish yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, I think they made it for, like, under a million dollars. Yeah, I think uh, I saw a million-dollar budget. So. Yeah, which, like, that's the cool thing about horror movies. You get a lot of low-budget horror movies that do very well. Yeah, you just got to be creative with it. Yeah. I did that. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a genre that I think lends itself well to 
being creative on a on a low budget. Yeah, um, you don't need a lot of different spaces. Generally, they're trapped somewhere. You know, right, like right. it's just one place, and yeah. you kind of play with whatever can go wrong in that space, which I think it's awesome. Mm-hmm. And so. it's like if you can get some effective scares or cool imagery, then people don't really care that it's yeah. a low budget movie with like yeah. four actors in two locations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, stuff like like Halloween or like the original Paranormal Activity. Like both of those were extremely low budget movies mm. that are now like horror staples. Classics, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. And just yeah. fun little fun little tidbit. Cenobites uh, yeah. show up. Cenobites. They do. <laughs> they another, show up in our hospital room. This is another <clears throat> time where they put fingers in the mouth of mm. a girl. I'm like, mm-hmm. can you not? His fingers were huge, <laughs> and he just yeah. like put them in. Kirstie's mouth, which yeah. is really gross. Um, yeah, it's the yeah. Uh, <clears throat> the chattering cenobite with the was teeth. Was that that one? Yeah, with the teeth that's just kind of going. <laughs> 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 he, he like grabs her and shoves some fingies in there, <laughs> just lodges them in her throat. Yes, super cute. Yeah, and Pin, Pinhead is also kind of like explaining a bit more what they're doing, who they are. I yeah. think this is where he's like, we're demons to some, angels to others. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I, I wrote, I think this would be a really effective song and dance sequence. Let's <laughs> uh, <laughs> turn it into a musical. <clears throat> yeah, mm. they're like, they're like, allow us to introduce ourselves. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> we're the Cenobites. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be really good. I want to see a monster dance. <laughs> I think that would be fun. We should do really Hellraiser, the stage musical. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> but so they they were gonna take her and like kill her, mm-hmm. right? But she makes a deal with the devil to she tells them that Frank is alive and they're he's not under their control anymore and that she can show them where he is. And so she gets out of the hospital room, which she was locked in, by the way. The the staff locked her inside, so she like didn't have a way out. But she's gone. She leaves with the Cenobites to find Frank mm-hmm. um, as her one way out of them. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so after that happens, we have Frank basically convincing Julia to let him kill Larry and take his skin. Mm-hmm. And it's not, I think, immediately obvious that Frank is literally wearing larry's skin yeah i didn't pick up on that. <laughs> yeah it's i i didn't quite get it until they showed his face and then i was like oh okay yeah but they they have these uh shots where they they show him like kind of settling into the skin and like cracking yeah. his fingers and then you see there's a bit where he like puts his hands on julia's shoulders and you see the bandage from mm. where he where Larry tore open his hand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there, there's like little hints, but then when Kirsty comes over, she's like, I need to see my dad. It's like, that. Uh, well, here he is. That ain't of. your dad, but <laughs> sure yeah. looks like him. Sure does. Yeah. But I think it's really interesting that he fools her because his hairline is just gooey blood it's blood it's disgusting <laughs> his ear is not fully formed like yeah he doesn't look good he looks sweaty and gross and yeah. wet and his shirt is a little bloody 
these are obvious, probably obvious when she obvious figures it out. As a yeah, and also like obvious as a viewer. But yeah. again, like I think Kirsty's very panicked, and she's right. trying because she's to her, she's like, I need to find Frank. So that yeah. I can live and so that my right. dad can get away. She doesn't want to believe that her dad is dead. Like I like that's right. They had a really good relationship. They were they were pals. Yeah. You know? They were buddies. And it's comforting to see his face, but she eventually figures out that it ain't him. It it ain't exactly him. Yeah, this is the part where he says, Come to daddy again. And and <laughs> she's like Okay, it's oh, no. oh no, yeah. <laughs> She's like, you? What? <sighs> but she does, she figures that out after the Cenobites come back. Right. The Cenobites come back and she's in the attic with a dead body and Frank Which isn't there. she assumes is Frank. Right. And they're like, we want the person who yeah, did this. Yeah, Larry told that her, we, we, we're we good. We figured right. it out. I know what's happened. I, mm-hmm. Frank's gone. He's dead. <laughs> your you mom know? filled me in. We killed my brother. <laughs> or not your mom, your stepmom. Yeah. Um, and so then she goes up, finds the dead body, assuming it's Frank. It's not Frank. And they, the Cenobites come and say, we want the one who did this. Mm-hmm. And that's when she kind of goes out and figures out that that Larry is actually Frank. Right. Because um, she's, she's like, you want the one that did this? You want my dad? No, no yeah. fucking way. And then she's like, oh, that, that isn't my dad. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, she like slashes his cheek open with her fingers yeah it was really grisly it was great though it was such yeah the skin just like hangs and yeah oh gross it's it's another one of those practical effects that is just like it just works yeah so good true and another another two things in here Mm -hmm. he kills julia yeah which was surprising i did not expect that at all and the way that she it looks when she's dead i'm like why is she's human like why does she look like that? well so she frank like drains these victims yeah and you, you sort of notice it if you look at the other victims but they're all kind of like shriveled up and their faces yeah. are sort of contorted and so when when he drains her does he drain her yeah yeah oh, I I'm not entirely sure why. I said Frank drains Julia for some reason, but I figure maybe like he's getting kind of weak and and I'm sure the slash across the cheek didn't yeah. help. I think that it was because he was fighting Kirsty with Julia and Kirsty moved and he accidentally <clears throat> stabbed Julia. Yeah, it's not and clear then, if it's accidental yeah, or true. not, which that's is the true. thing. Where he's like, mm, that's true. Yeah, so I, I'm guessing it was probably his plan from the start to turn yeah. on her. That's so shitty, though. Yeah, like, that's the kind of person he is. Thing. <laughs> she did so much for him. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and he's shit. like, he's like, now I have my body. So yeah, that's true. Don't need her. Well, after he kills Julia, he he chases Kirsty around, mm-hmm. and this is where the only jump scare. Of the entire movie, is it that? Wait, Can I? Wait, was it the Jesus statue? Yes! Yeah, that was oh the one that got God, me too. Oh my God! I jumped. That was not okay. <laughs> because you've gone this entire movie with like no, no jump scares, no things popping out with loud noises, and then all of a sudden she's hiding in this storage room, oh. and she opens the closet, and this Jesus statue falls out it onto falls her. On her. Oh my God! I freaked and, out. Yeah. Yeah, no, it made me jump, and I, I literally went, Jesus. And then I was like, oh, that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is. 
Yeah, no, it's very, it's very well done. It's a jump scare that doesn't feel super choreographed. Yeah, that's true. Like you watch a lot of, a lot of modern horror movies, especially, and like, it's always dead quiet, and then yeah, a loud noise and something pops out. And it and was it, like pretty quiet. I think that's why it freaked me out so much. Yeah. She was, it, she's hiding, and I was she's like, trying shut hard up, stop to breathing. Be quiet. You know, yeah. <laughs> right. And right. And then but, there's right after that. There's like some. Was it? Was it one of the Cenobites? Uh, it was one was of there? the victims. Uh, I think. Uh, because oh, that, they were keeping them in that room. Yeah, that's the room that oh, Julia had been bringing her. Yeah, wow. I didn't. When I rewatched this for the first time for this episode, and like wasn't really taking notes or anything, I. I didn't catch on that that was yeah. one of the victims. I didn't catch on that that's she was just storing them in there, like yeah, oh, yeah. But nice. but this time watching it right before this episode, I was like, okay, she's she's bringing them into that storage room. Yeah, that's the thing There's that like a bunch of bugs on out. it, bunch yeah. of little squirmy wormies, squirmy wormies. Yeah. So after that, Frank leaves the room. He like mm-hmm. he like goes tries to find her. He doesn't see her, so he leaves and goes back into the other room and she right. then gets up she, she, she immediately leaves the room which was like girl he's not yeah. gone yet do you want to wait a yeah. little longer <laughs> she's just like walking into her own death trap yeah essentially and she pauses um, for so long at the top of the stairs too yeah i literally thought he was gonna i thought he was gonna shove her over the stairs i was like she's done she's gone i was ready for that too yeah so yeah Kirsty comes out of the storage room once frank leaves doesn't give him much time to go away. And then they have this like final confrontation in, in Frank's mm. room in the attic where the Cenobites show up to take him. Yes. And they mm. sort of save Kirsty in a way before it should be going after her as well. Frank has this really great line though that I thought was super funny where uh, he like the Cenobites show up and he kind of realizes what's happening and he looks at Kirsty and he's just like, you set me up, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> he did. And uh, it's, it's so funny. Um, that's really good. Um, <laughs> there's this really great shot with Frank with all the hooks in him. Yes. Like pulling them apart. And like, yes. Ooh, it's so creepy. I, I hate that. I yeah. literally. Bleh. Yeah, that's, that's one of the best images from this movie, I think. Yeah, and it's like, also the worst because yeah, hooks and skin is my yeah. Anyway, yes, it's it's not fun, but it's uh, not. But in, it's a good shot, right? In a movie full of like iconic imagery, like, I think that's one of yeah. the best. Yeah, and he also has that line where he's like, "Jesus wept." Yeah, uh, which is a bit dramatic, but I also love the way Frank just kind of like explodes after he says that. Yeah, <laughs> he also. <laughs> changed that line the mm-hmm. original line was fuck you which why <laughs> first of all jesus wept is such a better line yeah very dramatic but i probably think it was why really they, good why they shot it yeah yeah it was good and i mean his character is also very dramatic so yeah it kind of fits it did fit i think that was definitely more fitting for the scene mm-hmm. and it was a very dramatic scene like it was oh yeah there's a lot of blood and gore and yeah and all that but yeah so we leave that and he is dead dead this time <laughs> he, he dead dead he dead dead fingers and... crossed even though there's like nine sequels uh, oh yeah <laughs> there's a ton of sequel movies i hope he's not back and then kirsty gets chased 
Cersei right. is getting chased down by all the Cenobites and fights mm-hmm. her for fucking life she was great she was yeah amazing. yeah she finds a puzzle box in someone's hands yeah. i think that was supposed to be julia in the upstairs yeah, bedroom yeah it was yeah, yeah okay yeah and i was like wasn't she killed on the stairs though but i don't I know maybe cenobites moved her yeah i was gonna say cenobites probably <laughs> took her and did something i don't yeah, know because she also has the hooks in her right yeah yeah so then she uses the puzzle box to basically put away the cenobites one by one Mm-hmm. the house starts to collapse around her uh, yeah the special effects here were kind of silly but also really well done yeah like, i think the the box was really good i think the way that the, the monsters disappeared was really funny I was just like, <laughs> yeah it just turned yellow and disappeared right yeah <laughs> i think I think that was also a low budget yeah thing it definitely was where they're was like cool. we don't have money to finish this explode them so we'll just kind of draw on <laughs> frame by frame um yeah. but it looks cool Actually, yeah it does I like look it. cool and it was really i loved watching kirsty just fucking fight her way down yeah. three flights of stairs through five different monsters and then steve shows up mm-hmm. and steve almost dies immediately yeah. and just <laughs> like what a fucking dipshit and then okay no he almost dies mm-hmm. he, he knocks on the door and a, a monster's behind him yeah she's like get the, the fuck out of the way butterball the, yeah <laughs> who takes yeah. off his glasses finally and yeah he has like weird mouth eyes or it something was it was yeah. really nasty. but then she's like trying to work with the box and he reaches for the box and she's like no like you don't know what's <laughs> happening why do you think you know how to do this typical yeah. man coming in here literally fucking take over ridiculous ridiculous that's like the end of that right that's pretty much it yeah the um once they get out the house burns down and it does minutes (laughs) (laughs) and uh christy throws the puzzle box into the fire yeah and then the derelict man shows up takes out the puzzle box catches on fire and then he turns into some devil dragon thing and he flies away with the puzzle box that was wild which is yeah first of all Okay, were the little fires that they threw the box in, was that supposed to be, like, the end of the house? Or was that other fires? That's what I thought. If it's just, like, a chair That's and how there's it a couple piles? To me. I don't know. Yeah, I was like, it's, so the house is basically a couple piles of things on fire and a chair? You know, in, like, a couple hours? Yeah. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Uh, it's not it's entirely clear, but also, <laughs> who gives a shit? Yeah, true. <laughs> it's the and imagery then, the imagery exactly exactly <laughs> and then as the uh devil dragon is flying away the screen irises in into the little circle in the puzzle yeah. box uh and we're back at the beginning of the movie the old man selling the puzzle box to someone else this time yeah and it ends with his line what's your pleasure sir <laughs> yeah okay i'm i i didn't like the end but i do like you know yeah i feel like there's no no closure because i was like what the fuck is with the dragon like why mm-hmm. why did that show up um but at the same time i think the circular nature of coming back to this like oh it's gonna happen again right is really interesting and it definitely sets it up for the multiple sequels yeah well and i think it also speaks well to the um kind of theme of obsession and addiction because yeah. it's like even though this box has destroyed lives here's someone else about to buy it yeah (laughs) a lot of money right 
and the old man just like keeps selling it to people. I think also there, there's this commentary on like the producer, the person that like keeps letting it go out into the world right. to just keep making money when you know that it's incredibly bad for people and it ruins yeah. people. So. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Definitely. Hate that I, guy. <laughs> fuck that guy. <laughs> fuck that guy. <laughs> I, I also sort of wonder if maybe that guy is also like a demon. Oh, interesting. Like maybe the uh, demon devil dragon guy. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's just another form just of shape. him or something. Yeah. Maybe he sells it and then he kind of sticks around yeah. in disguise to, to get it back. You and know. then turns into a dragon and goes to sell it again. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't mm. know. Or maybe he has a dragon pet that turns into a human. <laughs> <laughs> Who's to say? Who's to say? Who's to say? He's wacky. Yeah. It's uh, just one of the dragons from Dragon's Tale. Dragon, dragon Tales? <laughs> Do you remember that show? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Of all the shows I remember, I do remember that one. <laughs> good, good. That was a staple of my childhood. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, so that's Hellraiser. That's Hellraiser. Man. It was, it was a trip. Yeah. Sure. Michaela, what, what did you think? Are there any... Uh, I, I guess we kind of talked about themes yeah. being like obsession, addiction. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I guess any any other things that you notice that you want to mention? Any closing thoughts? No, I just think the imagery in this movie was really, really amazing. I think it was really well done, especially for such a low budget movie. But I think also that gives it a lot of character. The you know, we don't have a lot of money to do it, so we're just gonna we're gonna make do with what we have. And right. I really like shows like that in, mm-hmm. in general. I think you can create really interestingly when you have limitations on your materials and your money and you know like yeah definitely that's awesome so yeah i would say good movie great imagery awesome awesome sound design loved it (laughs) that's how about you great closing thoughts i think also to um add on to what you were just saying is the the fact that this is like the first feature that clive barker directed and that he they did not give him a whole lot of money for it (laughs) and imposed a lot of uh different censorships and restrictions on like what he wanted to do Uh, i think because of that fact he he maybe didn't feel quite as trapped by filmmaking conventions Mm. like it's it's a movie that feels weirdly experimental it does to be just sort of like jammed into the middle of all these slasher movies and horror movies from like the 80s it yeah it feels very unlike a lot of what else was coming out at that time yeah i agree which is super cool so. not that i know anything that came out at the time but yeah. <laughs> that's all right well uh we'll show you some okay also <laughs> thinking about it in like a theatrical sense, mm-hmm. this would be so interesting as a play yeah like it could be really he, like clive barker was was a yeah. playwright so yeah i think that the limitation of spaces is what makes me f- get that feel like, right. there's only really three places they go and i love that i think it's great and i think i mm-hmm. love like i don't know if you've ever seen like a spooky theater show i've only seen one i haven't seen a whole lot I've only seen one and it was so good and i want to see more like scary theater yeah. But you have to be ready for it. It's a very different right. experience than a movie, right? I know. Like you're in the room. It's fucking terrifying. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. But it's really cool. It's an awesome experience. So I would love to see something like this on stage. So Yeah. No, I want to write more 
scary theater too because i feel like there's just not enough of it there's not enough and you get to play with special effects so it's so fun so So fun fun. (laughs) yeah yeah but yeah yeah, otherwise i i really enjoyed getting to revisit this movie again and kind of look at it from some some different critical angles yeah because i think when i was 14 i you weren't a film critic at 14 uh, sure. i might have thought of myself as one <laughs> i was probably just an asshole though yeah yeah this is it's a very loaded movie it is, it is. it's it's very well written very well shot yeah it's a good I one agree. It's i good definitely one. definitely would recommend it for the strength of the imagery and storytelling alone really yeah true 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 it's truly. a good one yeah truly truly i wonder truly. if the other ones uh held up like the next nine sequels yeah yeah i don't know i've heard good things about the second one i might give that a watch maybe tonight i don't know brave (laughs) you know me you know so brave so brave (laughs) so brave so brave oh man great yeah that's hellraiser that's hellraiser thanks for joining me on this journey yeah thanks (laughs) thanks for coming along with us i hope people like this movie it's a good one i hope so too (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah you can watch it on like amazon prime and shutter and, and Tubi, maybe hulu yeah and Tubi. so it, it's, it's available a bunch of places definitely check it out you if you've made it this far you know what to expect but you got all the spoilers <laughs> but you still gotta watch it hey. for the imagery alone for the imagery alone so i think the next movie that we're talking about is Bong Joon-ho's The Host. Okay. Uh, I don't know it. Yeah, I figured we'd go foreign for this next one and and more modern. So this is what? it takes place in Korea, and I think it was made in like 2007 or so. Dope. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to uh, revisit that one as well. I think you'll like it. I am here for it. All right. Cool. Thanks, everyone. Have Thanks, a guys. grand old night. Uh, anyway, bye. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> okay, bye.